Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me to recap night one-ish of free agency is Assad. Um, not a lot going on right now, man. Uh, I mean, the biggest news right now is that the Pistons have a starting five of centers who they have just acquired in the last three days between Dwayne Dedman, Mason Plumley, Jaleel Okafor, Tony Bradley, and Isaiah Stewart. Um are you starting to feel bad for doing Casey? At some point, I start, hey, to, I start fair, to feel bad for them. That's awful. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. Like, you just saw the Lakers win with all those bigs on their lineup. You know, you saw the Raptors win big. A lot of big, a lot of bigs in the East, you know. You know, mm-hmm. you just saw Philly. They've downsized. So, it's a market inefficiency right now. The, the Knicks getting all the power forward. So, somebody's got to take all the centers. You know what I mean? I was going to say, man, this is... Like I'm starting to feel bad for Dwayne Casey. I really am. Like this is, this is just not his fault. But I mean, my question to you is: um, out of these five players, um, how many of them is he going to compare to Pascal Siakam? Because Dwayne Casey, as you know, has, has this rare um, <laughs> sickness where he compares know, every man. single player to Pascal. Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel Okafor. You know, he's got good feet. He's got a nice mm. little touch. I think he can make a pass or two. Um, he kind of reminds me of a Marcus All. You know what I mean? Like oh. a young Marcus All. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey is like NBA dot NBA net NBA draft dot net. You know, like they always have that yeah. like comparison, like Deshaun Stevenson, NBA comp, Michael Jordan. Michael you know, <laughs> that that's that's Dwayne Casey. He got the NBA draft comps. Um, yeah, look, listen, free agency is ongoing at the moment. Um, oh wow, the Pistons just signed another guy, Josh Jackson. Well, at least he's not a center, so that's that's cool. But seriously, wait, the Pistons- really? They signed Josh Jackson, yeah. <laughs> bro? They got. Yo, they just got like the like yo, Josh Jackson and Jaleel Okafor on the same team. That's wild. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what that new front office is doing, but um, you know, good for them, man. Whatever they're doing, uh, they're collecting all these centers. Honestly, I'm at the point where I'm saying free to in case. Yeah, this play to make money, right? He doesn't deserve this, man. He 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 he's yeah. he's pounding the rock in a different way nowadays. <laughs> um the Raptors. So Dwayne uh, Casey's on the same deal all these free agents are, man. <laughs> Like, why are you hating? Dwayne Casey also cashed out just like these guys. <laughs> He's on that Miles Plumley deal, dog. Oh, my god. Like, which Plumley did they sign? I don't know. A Mason, the guy who can't Miles shoot. kilometers, Mason. He, 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 he can't even shoot free throws, man. Good God. And he's god. the guy who didn't uh, close out on AD. Well, he, he uh, actually called for a switch for no reason, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so the Raptors, man, we got Fred, we got Serge drawing a lot of interest. Um, let's start with Fred. So the rumor now is that he's going to take meetings, uh, in Chicago on Saturday. So, um, he's chilling, I guess for now, which is weird. I thought he would do it immediately, but, um, I mean, the second day of free agency is not, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta take your time, you know, like free agency just opened at 6 PM. You know, the Bro. teams have to actually speak to the players now. Before then, you know, not able – teams, you know, you got to follow the rules. You can't talk to players before then. You mm. can't be uh, making deals beforehand. So, you know, you got to give some time. Like, it's only the third hour of free agency. You're seeing a lot of the small deals happen. These big deals, these big free agents, is going to take some time. They have to have some really important discussions. Um, so, you know, so, it so makes you're sense saying, that Fred would wait till tomorrow. So you're saying the Raptors are a professional franchise who uh, know how to play by the rules and you know, won't, won't brag? Uh, a week Look, earlier, man, about... the, the C the CEO of Bell isn't going to send a text message out to all the customers saying that they signed Bogdan Bogdanovich on a sign and trade deal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no. This is this is half the reason I wanted to get you on was to to slander the Bucks <laughs> later on because the Bucks deserve some slander right now. But let let's let's get the Raptors news out of the way. So Fred's going to take meeting Saturday. So if if you're listening Friday night, just hold on, chill. Um, apparently he's got quote multiple meetings set up. That's where I'm thinking, how many is multiple? Because multiple is just two or more. And so technically two is multiple. 
And the way I'm looking at the market, um, a lot of the other landing spots for Fred are, at least to me, out of the picture. Maybe the obvious ones. I don't know. Maybe they're working on some weird sign-in trade. But to me, the, the teams with cap space, the Suns are absolutely out. They got Chris Paul. The Hawks, they're looking elsewhere. I didn't even think they wanted to make that a pairing anyway because that's just too small of a backcourt. Uh, only one of them playing defense. Uh, and then the Pistons, which were, you know, you would think, okay, the Pistons, they, they need, you know, Fred and they have a lot of money. Well, they used all their money on centers, as I just mentioned. They just grabbed five centers in the span of three days and none of them are good. And so it really just leaves the Raptors and the Knicks and the Knicks, it, you know, I don't know. It's hard to predict the way the Knicks are going, but um, are you seeing any other suitors in the market right now? Because to me, that's, that's kind of it for Fred. So, you know, even though there's multiple suitors, multiple, probably two here. Multiple, like I'm assuming Atlanta's probably still in talks because they haven't finalized anybody yet. Like, even though, you know, there's talks that they've, you know, got Bogdanovich in the bag. Mm. Um, there's talks that they had, Vince Carter said that they're getting two of, you know, Bogdanovich, Rondo, um, Gallinari, and I forget who the fourth was. Um, but, you know, so I'm sure the Hawks are still probably in talks with Fred. I'm sure the Knicks are definitely in talks with them. Um, whether that's really a real one, I assume Detroit is out of it unless Detroit is making some, is moving big money if they have a Blake Griffin's trade in the works or something um, to move money and then land Fred. But it seems like they've more or less all gone all in on tanking and trying to, you know, sign, you know, low risk guys. Why they signed all these centers, I don't know. Zero uh, upside guys. The only other thing I could see is like uh, a sign and trade because I know that the the Raptors are pretty good. Uh, would be pretty amenable to doing a sign and trade with Fred if he was, you know, getting a big offer from somewhere else. Mm. So you know, like I don't know, just throwing out a random team out there. What's San Antonio doing? I don't know. If San Antonio's really got a plan in the works. Does San Antonio have young pieces to throw back to lock in Fred? Maybe that's a route they go. Um, I can't really think of other teams off the top of my head because they're, of course, when you're doing a sign trade, you get hard cap. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just – it sounded like the Raptors had already specifically hammered something out. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that um, – I'm not surprised that Fred will take meetings when, you you know, when you're a free agent. And especially when Fred is one of the main free agents, it doesn't fully make sense to just, uh, you know, move that quickly. By the way, breaking news, the Atlanta Hawks have signed Danilo Gallinari for a three-year, $61 million deal. Hey, there you go. So, Woo! Atlanta's – almost definitely out and if they also get Bogdanovich then they're 100% out um actually not a bad deal for Atlanta to be honest they kind of need more shooting anyway so yeah they might have hammered it out I don't I don't disagree with you but um I think with Fred like one thing to note is like he's definitely been you know protege of Kyle Lowry all the way through if you remember Kyle's deal in 2017 it took forever um and that was a situation where his market dried up Mm -hmm. um but the Raptors still gave him market value on that contract so that's definitely not a situation where that contract wouldn't have been available to him probably throughout. Um, we don't know the details of that, but um, I'm sure that if anything has come through from that messaging, I think Kyle's deals have outside of his very first one in Toronto. Um, they've There's been negotiation and talks with that. So I'm sure Fred's definitely probably that same take has taken his time. Like Toronto, even if Toronto's put the deal on the table, I'm sure Fred's sitting on it to make sure he can hear out all options before he sits on that decision. So I'm not terribly worried about a deal not being done tonight. Uh, that said, if a deal's not done through the weekend, then then that'd be that'd be a little wild. I think everything's going to be done by tomorrow night. Uh, but we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, listen. Um, it, when you're the, the hot free agent, like you should you should take meetings. You, you should at least go through the process, see what it's like. Um. But yeah, I mean the way the Raptors are talking about it, they seem really confident. So maybe there's sort of something like they told Fred, "Look, we'll we'll match every offer, and all things being equal, you want to stay in Toronto, uh, or any something like that." Obviously, he's not restricted, but obviously he can get an offer somewhere, then go to back to the Raptors and negotiate. Um, we'll see. But um, you know, I'm, I was just a little surprised. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At six hundred one, I thought we we got the Fred Van Leap alert, but uh, we have not. Um, elsewhere, so Serge Ibaka, he is. Drawing interest from upwards of 10 teams, according to Michael Grange, uh, including some offers above the mid-level. That surprised me. Uh, some offers above the mid-level because most Well, we know Detroit Detroit was probably giving him money. Detroit definitely offered him above well, the mid-level. I mean, he's a center, so of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, they would have had Serge play a shooting guard, to be honest, on that roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, so a lot of teams are interested in Serge. It's not surprising. This is sort of what we've heard throughout. You know, we've we've seen teams like Brooklyn being named, uh, the Lakers being named. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's a lot going on. Also, by the way, breaking news, Dwight Howard has agreed to sign a one-year deal with the Sixers. This is right after he, he himself Damn. tweeted out that, yo, you know, I want to be back in L.A., Everything feels right. It's it's hard to leave LA, and then he backed out, and now he's with the Sixers. So, um, I mean, honestly, not a bad piece of business, you know, because the Sixers kind of do need a backup center. But um, sorry, that's actually an incredible deal there. Um, if we can just skip that for a second with the Sixers, because um, of all the moves the Sixers have made so mm. far, the one thing that I was worried about was like, yeah, you get rid of Al Horford. That's great. You get off that contract, but we know that we're going into a season that's going to be super condensed. How the hell is Joel Embiid going to last playing four to five games a week? You know, uh, having Dwight, who, like, for all intents and purposes, he was fairly healthy in L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a guy who could just go out there for 20 minutes if you need it. Um, so if that team, you know, like, I'm sure they'll probably split days where Ben plays one day, Joel plays the other day, and they'll keep him on some sort of management there. Uh, that's awesome. That's, a, that's probably the best case scenario they could get for a backup center. Um, I think for all the heat that Dwight's taken for being Dwight Howard, uh, mm. because he's an idiot, uh, he was definitely a, a solid defender, especially for a backup center. I don't think you're going to get better quality than Dwight Howard, unless you're going to like Marc Gasol. But uh, that's a different that's a different issue. I think Dwight, in terms of what he brings to the table, in terms of athleticism and what he can do defensively, and just like just dunking the ball, um, mm. that's that's awesome for the Sixers. You know, I, I like it. I like it for them, um, especially since. But you know what, though, I, I do like it for the Sixers. But I am hesitant to give Daryl Morey credit because already Daryl Morey is already getting a lot of credit. I saw one story on uh, Five Thirty Eight about the headline was Daryl Morey has already solved the the Sixers in like three days or something like in three weeks on the job. And I'm like, yo, he just traded for Danny Green and Seth Curry. Like, they like, still we t- don't have a point guard. Can we just chill <laughs> for like half a second, man? Everyone is so eager to just jump in and be like, the Bucks got Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's the league is over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just in, in, <laughs> enough, man. Enough. Okay, <laughs> just have some shame. Uh, give it some time. But yeah, I do. I do like the move. I, I they clearly need a backup center. Um, in terms of Serge, I don't think he's going to be a backup center. For too much longer, I think if the Raptors re-sign him, I think he will start next year. And I think the situation, at least to me, is probably similar to what it was before, which is just um, financially, the Raptors have uh, full bird rights on surge. So they can sign him um, pretty much to whatever amount that they they, they want to, yeah, over the cap. And if I'm looking at mostly teams that are offering – because let's be real, Serge is, if Serge leaves Toronto, I expect Serge to go to a contender. I don't really see a team out there that's offering Serge like 20 mil, for example, right? Um, yeah. I, I, although I don't know, to be honest, maybe the Knicks do some some crazy stuff. The Knicks like, are a, a real I, wild card. It would really be like, if the Knicks, the Knicks are literally just throwing money anywhere, I just don't see Serge taking 20 mil with the Knicks over 20 mil with the Raptors. Because mm. there's no way, like Serge already played in Orlando and hated it. Like he took yeah. big money in Orlando. Absolutely hated it because he's playing with a garbage team. I think if Serge leaves, he's only leaving for a team that like he can actually contend with. He doesn't seem like a guy who's going to go to a garbage team just to pick up money at this point. Yeah. Um, that said, I don't think he's signing for the middle level anywhere. Like unless unless the Raptors are literally not going to give him like if like if the Raptors aren't willing to pay him fifteen million for one year, then Serge is definitely going to take the middle level somewhere. Hmm. But I don't see why he would take the mid-level with a team unless it was a guaranteed title. Hmm. And I don't think any team that can add Serge would be a guaranteed title at the mid-level. Um, maybe the Lakers. But again, like, does Serge want to go to the Lakers where you know that you're not going to have much of a role um, and be a backup, more or less? Hmm. Um, it seem, it doesn't seem like the type of place he would succeed at. Um, also, yeah. I think a lot, a lot of the – a lot of it's weird because, like, with Serge, it's like you know what he's good at. But then when you hear, like, when you see fans talk about it, when you see analysts talk about Surge, um, just like media types talk about, oh, adding Surge to the Nets or Lakers. They always talk about, like, his defensive prowess and stuff like that. And it's like, man, he's not really much of a defender anymore. He's just kind of like a stretch big that's just like a high volume. Like, he's really a six-man-of-the-year big, right? But, like, like he's like us. Like, if you you had to pick between him and Montrezl Harrell, like, I don't know 
how different the two are other than that serve will give you shooting. So in terms of defense, I think he's, been, he's become very overrated. Um, where he lands in free agency is interesting. I mean, he does have a great reputation. The Raptors being – yeah. The Raptors being in Tampa, though, is interesting because Serge, um, of course, his daughter goes to school in Orlando. So that would be a pretty short flight. Um, given the way this year is, I do think that a lot of the decisions might come down to just personal decisions where they're like, hey, you mm-hmm. see a vaccine's on, like, in the horizon now. Hey, let me just take this one year big money deal. And then next year it's normal. I can get, like, a normal free agent deal. Because everybody has money in 2021 to sign. So I, if I'm Serge, maybe he wants to go hit free agency again in 2021, right? Uh, and then you can get big money. Yeah, I mean, a couple things. A, I don't think Serge is at this the point in his career where he's needs to be ring chasing. He doesn't need to take yeah. lots of money to ring chase. Um, I think he's still very solidly a very productive player, and I think he should get his money. And I think um, that I don't. I mean, I don't think he should take like Nick's money and just like retire essentially. But like you know, um, I don't think he's at the the ring chasing stage. Um, B, I think for the Raptors, like if they offered him like a two year deal like 18 million per year second year is like a player option and you tell them look it's a it's essentially a thank you not even a thank you but it's like we're going to pay you what you proportional to your production next season and then beyond that we 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 do have some flexibility you can choose to stay you have some security Um, but at the same time um, you know if he does opt in and the Raptors do land a free agent you can move that contract expiring on a second year so I I wonder if he would say yes or something like that or even 240 something like that that's also um, something I was thinking along the lines of where I was saying instead of just doing it like two two years and that much money with a player option, you do uh, three years with a three years with a player option with for a little bit less money, maybe like three years, three three forty five um, with a player option at the end of it. Um, that way, it's still tradable, um, and it lets him get out of the contract in two years when the cap might normalize. I don't know, but something something playing with a player option and like adding a year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right. Like Serge's, Serge's productivity and given how much cap space is going to be open next year and how many of the – there aren't actually that as many free agents as I think people think there are. I think a lot of them are going to re-sign with the same teams they're on uh, in, the, in the bird rights. So there's going to be a lot of cap space and a lot of people looking to use it. Uh, so I think Serge could be moved. And I feel like a sign-and-trade might be probably the better route for them just because of how – like what their motivation might be they might want to sign and trade onto a team that's already built and have to build one out of the ground again because any team they're going to go on free agency is probably going to have to gut themselves to get there right mm-hmm. so a sign and trade would be the better option for them if they wanted to contend and you need matching salary at that point so i feel like having matching salaries uh, for 2021 will still remain very movable especially with people knowing that the cap is going to increase more after 2021 rather uh, than because you know it's set for these two years at least yeah, that's true. Um, I do wonder about the, the the fact that the Raptors are not going to be in Toronto next year. Um, I don't think physically the location is that big of a deal for a lot of these guys. But if you are Surge, for example, and you do do a lot of sponsorships and you are in a lot of shoots, commercials, stuff like that, um, not having access to as much of that um, because you're on the road. Uh, is it's probably a little difficult like i don't imagine well i mean i don't know maybe Serge can hire uh you know a production team to go down with him but i also kind of doubt that you know who knows but it is a little bit of a, a complicating factor but um hopefully the raptors take care of Serge. i mean look listen the the free agent market for picks is just not great because the guys that the raptors been linked with so far so one tristan thompson this is from chris mannix the raptors has some interest <laughs> I don't believe this because I, I feel like this falls squarely into the, oh, so, someone's available and he's Canadian. Let's attach him to the Raptors. Like, I, I well, just don't buy it. You also, hear this at trade season time. You hear this like, every, yeah, like, like, every time he's a free agent. Oh, the Raptors have interest in Tristan Thompson. And it's like, why? What? Like, he doesn't meet – Tristan Thompson doesn't meet any of, like, the things that, like, Masai Ujiri's, like, team has been looking for. Like, he's always looking for bigs that can shoot – and bigs that can guard mm. and people that are mobile and that can maybe pass the ball a little bit. Like you want to have skilled players. The Raptors have always aimed for skilled, high skill, high IQ players. Um, I, Tristan's probably like an average IQ basketball player. He's fine, but he doesn't really bring much to the court. Like no, a I rebounder, like I, I like a Tristan. rim runner and a rebounder. He's a solid big, but like 
he would he's, be a backup big, I think, at best. He's not your starter, um, even though he's made starter money for the, like most of his career <laughs> with clutch. Uh, yeah. But he's like, he's basically a backup big. Like I don't know how you build a team with him as your lead center. I mean, he's he's basically where Amir Johnson used to be. Kind of, he's a little bit better than Amir was. Um, he's a little bit more. Fit. I I don't even know if he's healthier than Amir to be honest. But you know, he's his offensive game has never been that great, but it, it's gone to a point where you can rely on him at least with offensive rebounds. He can pick and he can roll to the basket. Although maybe that was just me watching a lot of the Raptors playoff series where it was like Demar and JV guarding a pick and roll. And so Tristan scored like 10 straight times, but whatever. Um, you know, I, he, he's a guy who he, he can't bring some things. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't mind him, but I just don't think this is realistic. Uh, I think he's had plenty of chances to come to Toronto. I think he's even on record essentially saying that he doesn't want to come to Toronto. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's maybe the only person in Brampton who doesn't claim Toronto. So uh, that's rare. Keyshawn going to come for you. <laughs> no, Keyshawn's just you know, ready. Keyshawn, you know Keyshawn claiming <laughs> Toronto as well, man. Uh, but uh, in terms of other free agent base, the Raptors have been linked with. I mean someone named Joseph Zucker, and I don't want to disrespect him. I just never heard of this guy before. Um, he said that the Raptors are interested in Harry Giles. So Harry Giles has parted ways with the Sacramento Kings and is now, um, I guess, free to sign with another team, everything like that. doesn't seem like he's going to stay in Sacramento. Um, I mean, I'm not even that hot on Harry Giles necessarily, um, but I do think he's, you know, decently talented and – He's one of those guys where I think it's like it's like one of those talented prospects that didn't work out on a rookie deal, mm. so they just like link him to the best development program. Like it's like sure, I don't and think I, he's I wouldn't a bad mind that. I, I like his... would like if we could if you could get him as a backup big, I think he'd be an awesome project. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really nifty passer. Yep. He has great um, passing instincts, um, so he could. I think he could develop into something. Uh, though I don't actually know how real any of that stuff is because i just see it like a lot of people just on nba twitter like harry giles game but again he's someone who's in sacramento so you don't actually really know what he is or what he might be because in sacramento they've had like a log jam of bigs there like who can tell when like they've been running bielita as a starter or scallop as a starter or whoever the other guy that they have who was the guy they picked last year um or the guy they picked over luca marvin bagley marvin bagley yes like What are any of these bigs? Who knows? Uh, I'm sure Harry Giles could be really talented, but he'd be an interesting pickup. It depends on what the number is. I just don't know um, what the number might be. Yeah, I mean, this would. I mean, he's not quite in like the Stanley Johnson reclamation oh. project stage. Are, are you talking about a uh, Mal- Malik, <laughs> Malik Beasley? Beasley? Four years, sixty million dollars. I, th- I thought this man's yeah. facing prison time or something. A hundred percent. Like uh, <laughs> okay, that is, that is a wild. We got the next KCP. This man's gonna be. This guy's gonna have the monitor on, man. So Minnesota's five man unit is gonna be Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, Malik uh-huh. Beasley, uh, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, that's team... all. Yo, they, that team is gonna kill at Warzone. Uh, I mean, yo, one of them's. Li- <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of them's taking the game too seriously, man. One of them's LARPing, all right? Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I was surprised. I really thought that uh, that would affect him. But, look, whatever. They traded for him. They clearly value him, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate Harry Giles. I could see a lot of competition for him just because I, I think the bigs market is not great. He's a guy who teams can talk themselves into. Obviously, fantastically talented in college. Uh, ACL injuries after ACL injuries. Uh, he, he comes back. He he, was, he wasn't great in Sa- you know Sacramento, but I think a lot of teams could look at like look, he's talented. We can get him to the system. We can develop him, and then it's really just up to him in terms of how much money do you want, what kind of role do you want, what kind of opportunities do you want, what kind of development system you want. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind that. But I mean, look, listen, if the Raptors don't sign Surge and they have to get one of these guys, then I don't know. None of these guys are really starting quality. I mean, Tristan's Tristan is starting quality, but not like for a high-end playoff team so it, it's, it's not, really weird because there's like not it's not a it's not a great free agency class for bigs there's not much of a market for bigs and there's just like mm. but on both ends like the bigs that are out there like nobody wants to pay them and well come on detroit man 
Detroit, other than Detroit, they cornered the market. <laughs> other, than, other than, by the way, Detroit didn't even just like try to like stock up on bigs because they were underpriced. They decided to just jump out immediately and pay like pretty bad bigs immediately. I don't know who and, watched Mason Plumlee and was like, yeah, I need him and I need him for three years, actually. And probably the best value is what uh, Utah got. Utah got Derek Favors for three years, 30. And like, Compared to the other deals we've seen for bigs, that's probably he's probably the best big that got signed in terms of for value. Like if the Raptors had Derek Favors right now, like that would that would be a ten million a year, Derek Favors, that would be a solid uh big to have. Mm. Uh but damn. It's uh it's funky. I don't really know how it's gonna go. Uh, I'm kinda hoping that Surge just is back. They get the money to get Surge back because if there's no Surge back, they're gonna see a lot of, I think, center by committee and then close with OG at the five. A lot of that throughout the year, which is uh, going to be painful. <laughs> we're we're going to need to have Harry Giles and uh, Chris Boucher do the, the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance <laughs> to, 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 to form, like, you know, yeah, just a starting Well, Bismack, Bismack is still, Bismack is still oh, unclaimed, right? Come so, on, man. Why are we going back to Bismack? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, fine, man. As a backup, hey, fine. We taught, we, like... taught Surge how, we taught Surge how to dribble and pass on a short roll. Maybe we can teach Biz how to catch. Kyle already told him, don't triple. Cut that out of your workout. <laughs> Kyle knows, man. <laughs> if it's not an alley-oop, <laughs> don't throw that pass, all right? Um, yeah, in terms of other Raptors news items, Grange reports that uh, OG is likely to be extended, which is a little bit of a surprise. You know, the Raptors could preserve more cap space um, for the summer of 2021 if they just kept OG at his qualifying offer uh, number instead of at his whatever extension number. I mean, there's no way his extension is going to be less than his qualifying. Uh, so, yeah, you, you could preserve some cap room there. And it, it's a little bit surprising because a lot of these estimates of like, okay, you can sign Fred at this number because then you got to save this amount for for Giannis. Like that. That's always assuming OG does not get signed to an extension. Um and so if OG does get signed to an extension, I'm just saying it wouldn't be that much of a surprise because the Raptors' or history here is pretty clear. The Raptors, Messiah Jerry signed Terrence Ross to an ex- extension on the, on the rookie deal. He signed Jonas Valanciunas to an extension off the rookie deal. He signed Norman Powell off an extension on the rookie deal. And now we've just seen Pascal sign to an extension off the rookie deal. So it wouldn't be that surprising. I mean, yeah. this is the way the Raptors move. Obviously, the free agency plans, stuff like that, that's a big thing. But um, – the Raptors have been pretty generous in terms of just taking care of their guys, especially guys coming off their rookie deals. And I don't know, OG at this point has accomplished more in his career than what, what Terrence Ross did at his, at this point in his career, when he got the deal, arguably probably the same as what Jonas did, both starter level players uh, who had performed a little bit in the playoffs. Um, Norm, you know, the Raptors jumped the gun, but it's it's coming around on Norm now. It's evening out. It's- that Norm contract, here's the thing, that Norm contract, they probably jumped the gun, but like, you definitely got better value than what his contract was the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, what you got, like, last year, was, like, this past year was probably the best. Like, that $10 million for what Norm gave us, that's obscene. Like, that's a, like it was definitely worth more than $10 million. He's probably played closer to $15 million um, level last year in terms of what he brought as a shooting guard uh that's it for the og deal i think what it does show is and again i think this is the raptors thinking is instead of going into and i guess it depends on what happens with fred and surge obviously but is the thinking that they would rather go into 2021 and have a bunch of young guys signed to deals and then figure it out where you can move stuff to create cap space because it's not like they have any negative assets they're not signing negative assets og ananobi i don't know what number you sign but but he's a positive asset. You can definitely trade him. Um, Norm Powell, if he is most likely not going to pick up that option. Uh, and then Fred Van Vliet, if you get him to a reasonable number, he's a positive asset. I think they are in a position where they would rather have, let's have this core team built that's continued to be successful that we can kind of keep building. Um, so it gives us two routes. If a free agent says they want to be in Toronto, we can set up a sign and trade. The type of free agent that you're aiming for, um, most likely that team is going to be um, – is going to be okay with a sign and trade because they're probably losing somebody that's going to be franchise, you know, franchise altering, you know, league breaking, uh, you know, a huge night for the franchise type of deal. Uh, so that's, you want to have guys that you can send back potentially rather than them losing it for nothing. Yeah. And then your backup plan is if a free agent doesn't want to come to Toronto, you still have this core of young guys and you're just building on internal development. Mm. And then you can still pounce on a bad opportunity instead of going for broke. 
Because, hey, if you let Fred go or you let OG potentially be swiped by another team in free agency next year, or um, you just get rid of Norm for no reason right now, suddenly no free agent comes next year and you're sitting with Pascal and, okay, Kyle, here's here's like $60 million to live out the prime or just like go somewhere else. And then you're in a hard rebuild. And I don't think at any point um, Masai Ujiri um, has shown that he's been – for a hard rebuild wanting to get rid of all those Colangelo contracts back in the day yeah so uh, I think that's the plan I think they want to think guys that are good win 50 games every single year and then you know just stay have build a strong culture and jump on uh you know an asset when you can but I think that's the best way to kind of do it in the NBA you're like you're not going to be like LA or Brooklyn where you're trying to build a team from scratch mm-hmm. um, and even then I think the way the cap is now you can't sign three max contracts in a year oh not really so, like, at best, you get two stars, and then you're hoping those two stars and a bunch of scrap pieces are just good enough to get you to the finals. Because um, even yeah. if Brooklyn pulls off that trade for James Harden, like, what is that team? Like, if you have a bunch of minimum guys, DeAndre Jordan and, like, James Harden, old, like, injury KD and Kyrie, like, that's a – it's an interesting team, but – I mean, is that, is that significantly better than the field? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's one of those things with trading for a superstar is like, it, it sounds really sexy and it sounds really exciting, but like for the, for the Raptors, for example, right? Like I, I briefly brought up the idea, like, okay, what if you put Pascal on a package for, you know, Houston? I feel like they definitely pick up the phone and have a discussion, maybe try to even it out. But the thing is like, yes, you can, if you're the Raptors, for example, let's say you hypothetically entertain a, a trade for Harden where, yes, you put in Pascal, you put in Norm, you, I don't know, uh, picks like 18 picks which is what the NBA is now all about so just throw in 18 mm-hmm. picks okay whatever Masai can find on drafted guys um and then you trade for them then what is your outcome because it's not like the Raptors are going to win the championship with just James Harden and Kyle Lowry and whoever is remaining and no bigs like th- that doesn't make any sense um and then you you would need Harden to be happy because you know nowadays superstars if they're unhappy for a year they're they're leaving or they're demanding to leave Harden's already essentially doing that right now I mean Houston's made the playoffs every year acquiesce to all his demands one year they play by the playoffs because he asked for Russell Westbrook for some reason and he's like no I'm out of here I'm gone forever so um, that's tough and then really there's the ceiling of your team is pretty much what the ceiling of the Raptors is right now which is you make the playoffs you're 50 plus wins. Um, and you you aren't going to actually win the championship, so um, you you kind of do need to line up your assets just right. Like the Raptors had their assets lined up just right for when Kawhi was available, and honestly, they had their assets lined up just right when Marcus Gasol became available. And you need a couple of those things to break in in your favor after really really careful management at certain points um, to to win a championship. So and like it has people, to make sense. And people who keep touting like just from a Raptors perspective. Like 2021 cap space. Like mm-hmm. we'll get Giannis and then we'll have Pascal and we'll have Fred and we'll have OG on a deal. And I'm like, okay, that's four guys. Like, what is the rest of your team going to be at that point? If it's just going to be minimum guys because you're getting capped out at that point. Like, is that really a team that's better than, you know, Giannis staying in Milwaukee or going somewhere else? Like, like if you're reasonably thinking you want to compete, like, is that team even going to compete in the East? I think we've seen time and time again, at least in the East, the best teams are the ones that can defend on a string and it might it's not even about having the best talent like having talent is like a minimum requirement but then it's like being like like team chemistry and like just being like the more professional team the one that executes better is constantly showing up like milwaukee had a great system they got run over by the heat because it's a bad matchup and the heat all their parts just mesh like i think it takes a full team effort to kind of like one thing the new nba is going to be pushing towards is since you can't have those Golden State style teams anymore, it'd be very difficult to just make a team in a, in in a free agent year and go all the way. Yeah, like you really need to have a base to build off. We're gonna see a lot more team because even the Lakers, like if people want to say like they're oh they're just eighty and LeBron, like they yes they're eighty and LeBron, but they won because they had an incredible defense. They had favorable matchups, sure, mm-hmm. but their defense was on a string and they had just enough pieces to pull it off. And again, that talent level, I don't think there's anywhere in the league that you can get an AD and LeBron level top two. Yeah. Um, so I don't and, like that's like as good as it's going to get. And it was kind of a weak year, let's be real, uh, in terms of team building and talent across the league. Yep. It was very scattered. Uh, by the way, more breaking news on the podcast Christian Wood has finalized a three year, $27 million contract with the Houston Rockets. I, I mean, 
I mean, I would have been happy with Christian Wood at that price, but I think Christian Wood's probably looking at Houston like that's an opportunity where I can be like the first or second option. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, or I mean, probably not the first option, depending on which one of Harden or Westbrook is going to be there. They're probably both gone. Um, but, you know, that's that's a deal that somehow I got to be honest. I don't know much about Christian Wood because I only watched three Detroit Pistons games <laughs> a year. <laughs> All I remember but was I hear Pascal a lot about crossing <laughs> this man up. Because Pascal was filling himself in all those Pistons games um, until he got hurt, but apparently he's a he's a power forward. He has a bit of a three ball. He has he can shoot. So mm, sure, it's interesting. Um, I'm sure, he's good. But hey, uh, I do I do hope uh, Houston just like runs those guys through the season. Uh, I think that would be that would be hilarious. Uh, also, I think that like with Golden State being basically out for this year, like. There's no reason the Rockets couldn't just like angrily get that team to like a six seed, five seed, and be competitive. So, yeah, I mean, there's some teams coming up though. Like, like the Suns are going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think CP is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, but like OKC falls out, right? Like OKC and the Suns swap places. Yeah, that's true. Who else is swapping places? Like, I mean, uh, Memphis, I guess. Sacramento is not jumping up. Memphis is. I don't think Memphis is jumping up. Like. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe they get better, but I don't think they're actually jumping up. They got a lot of wins from their veterans last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to replace. Uh, and then who else? Minnesota ain't doing shit. I don't like. I don't think yeah, definitely not. Shit. No, never. Like, <laughs> that franchise is not serious. Like, yo, there's a Warzone. Warzone season. Warzone's gonna release a new map, and like, the Angelo Russell and Carlton Towns will just be like garbage for two weeks. Like, let's be real. That's that's the only NBA team where the NBA players also play for the NBA 2K League. <laughs> and then the Pelicans, like, even if you want to say they got a full season Zion, like, they don't have Drew anymore. Like, they – I don't know – J.J. Reddick's still there, is he? Did he get traded? I don't remember what's happening with J.J. Reddick. He was apparently but... in trade talks, potentially going to Golden State before Oubre went there. But, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's one of those things where you wait to see what happens in the season if the Pelicans really click – and Stan Van Gundy really needs J.J. Redick to be his guy in the locker room because every coaching is a guy in the locker room. Yeah. And obviously they have history in Orlando. Um, then you keep him. And then if if it goes bad, again, because, I don't know, Zion is a fridge. And, and uh, five <laughs> games five games a week for Zion, that's a lot. Uh, uh, listen, man. Yeah. Zion's going to be on the load management like earlier than Kawhi was in his career, much yeah. earlier. But um, – yeah, if it doesn't work out, then you can move JJ at the, at the deadline. That's a great piece to move at the deadline because I feel like a lot of teams will be looking at shooters, guys coming off the bench, guys who can flawlessly fit into teams like JJ can. So, um, yeah, looking at that. So, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professional you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The last thing I want to touch on uh, before day one of free agency uh, is kind of over. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I doubt the Raptors make any huge moves tonight, but you never know. Um, it's the Milwaukee Bucks thing. So um, so this whole situation with the Bucks, if, if my understanding is correct, and I think the Bucks fans are trying to make it be something else, but to me, it just seems like the Bucks clearly tampered with the free agent before the you know the the the, the moratorium ended right um and th- instead of just keeping quiet about it they decided to leak the whole trade with players and everything like that and it's, say it was agreed to and it was reported that it was agreed to and it's not like Woj just made that up no Woj got that from the teams because they had agreed to it 
And then they screwed it up because, A, I don't know if Bogdanovich necessarily agreed to the terms of the deal. Apparently, Bledsoe is going to be originally going to be in the deal. Bledsoe makes like 17, so that's more money in going out in the sign-in trade, which means Brogdon would have made uh, – Brogdon. Bogdan would have made more than seven, um, the 15 that he's currently making, uh, at least on that offer. And, B, it just seemed like literally the Bucks just wanted to brag about it. Is, is that am – I, am I right in that? Like – the the Bucks just screwed themselves because they wanted to like, brag about Bro, uh, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Listen, I don't I I don't think Woj is um out here just randomly calling stuff league shaking or whatever. Woj and Mark Stein, like, yo, at the these same guys time, work on information. <laughs> They're not calling stuff league shaking and huge night. Uh, that said, um, sure, Kevin O'Connor did call uh, all those Brooklyn brooklyn nets g league players like basically great young promising players because mm. who can't who doesn't want crews right for james harden definitely but, no but going to it like i that's definitely like something i got leaked i'm not sure if ownership leaked it or whoever wanted to just jump the gun and be like yeah we won the day we're gonna get Giannis, uh, which they still might uh but i do think what i don't know if they got screwed as much with the tampering deal as much as they got screwed with people saw what bogdan was getting was like 15 million and teams are like we can beat that i'm sure his mm-hmm. atlanta deal is going to be more than that if he does sign with atlanta like there's no reason why atlanta can't offer that there's no reason why um there are other teams that can offer more money than that and like you know a starter's role because one yeah. of the things with bogdan is like he wasn't starting uh regularly in sacramento right so mm-hmm. like and also for the bucks like i get they didn't get him so it runs gets them out of options but like what the what was the plan of that team? Yo, like, that didn't even make sense. It wasn't even like it, it, they were bragging like they were bragging like they had completed the big three heat. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, even if you even if you made that move, that doesn't make you like a championship team. It still doesn't. <laughs> you still have fundamental weaknesses. Let's say they face you know um, the Miami Heat again. Right, like who is your go to wing defender if you got to play the Boston Celtics? Who is guarding Jason Tatum? Right, like like. They, they still have this big weakness in wing defense. They still have a weakness in the head coach. Their defense is still inflexible because of the head coach and also because their only big is uh, Brooke Lopez, unless you want to put Giannis at center, which, again, they don't because their coach doesn't essentially allow that to happen. That doesn't work. And also, like, who's your go-to crunch time scorer? It's not like Bogdan was like this. Like, I get it, man. Bogdan like, hit some, like, big game winners over, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Olympiacos or whoever. Did he hit man. a game Sal against Grimm. the Raptors? No, he had a crazy three against somebody. I forget who it was. But like, yo, like, he's still Bogdan Bogdanovich. I'm so like, oh, saying, Giannis, like, Giannis loves him. I'm like, yo, are you sure he knows which Bogdanovich? <laughs> like, can we confirm? Like, what he are was, we doing he, here? He thought it was he read he read it as Brogdon, and he's like, yes, I would love to get Brogdon. That's, that's what I said last <laughs> Brog- year. Why did, why did you keep him? <laughs> Yeah, no, they've now they've now fumbled the bag on uh, on Bogdan and Brogdon. Um, it's oh it, it's unfortunate, and again, I just can't get over the fact that the Bucks clearly just screwed themselves up because they could have they could have kept this thing going, like they could have just made this move, whatever. Like, um, if they have just not bragged about it, and like it, as I told you in the chat the other day, I was like, this reminds me of the exact same situation that happened to me. Um, in, in great oh <laughs> in grade eight, you share this. Yeah, I'm gonna share, this, right? share this. this exact same thing that happened to the Bucks happened to me in grade eight, where uh, I liked this girl for the entirety of the year, putting a lot of hours on MSN Messenger. Uh, at one point, to get closer, I joined the choir. You know, so we, you know, you know, I mean, look, listen, I was in two choirs. Okay, I, I know a lot of the words to uh, "I Will Remember You" by Sarah McLaughlin, which was sung, I think, around November uh, Remembrance Day, and you know, the rent, the musical, I, I learned a lot of lyrics there. Anyway, by the end of the year, there was, a, there was a school dance and I asked her out to go to the school dance. And she said, yes. And this was before like classes started that day. I felt thrilled. And I, I told a lot of people about it. I told definitely a lot of my boys and literally like at, by the time, you know how like middle school is like people gather around, people love drama, people, whatever. Right. So like they started pressing us about it. They thought like they were building up to something bigger than what it was. And literally, it got so annoying. Everyone got so annoyed by this. By the, the end of the, the day after school, I went up to talk to her. She was like, you know what? This is weird. I don't know why you told everybody about this. I'm calling this off. And I was, you know, essentially what the Milwaukee Bucks are doing right now, which is, you know, listening to, uh, you know, Mario and uh, crying themselves to sleep over something that they had, but they just decided to to ruin. So, 
I mean, John Horse, man, executive of the year. John Horse, John Horse, right now standing outside a tree holding a couple of dollar bills. Like Giannis, come on, supermax. <laughs> <laughs> looking like Will Lou. <laughs> looking <laughs> like Will Lou hanging out the tree with the cash in the hand. That's how I got her to say yes. It was just I, just, I showed her that picture. No, this was like way before then too. Um, anyway, the point is just like I, I just why did you brag and why did you brag so hard about like. I don't understand. It's it's just Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like it wasn't like that secured for sure. It wasn't like Giannis is like I'm leaving unless you bring me this random guy from the Kings. And like to to brag about it is just it's just kind of hilarious. So I don't know necessarily this lets this this means Giannis is leaving. I don't know necessarily this means Giannis is leaving and then signing in Toronto. I'm just thinking that like the whole situation is hilarious. And I think anytime you start to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks, you just have to remind yourself that the Milwaukee Bucks are not a serious franchise whatsoever. So yeah. <laughs> Talking about serious franchise. Apparently that Christian Wood deal is not final. Uh, apparently he remains engaged with interested teams, sources say. Oh uh, maybe to goodness. I think Buddy Boy Tillman was like, yo, I spent money. I spent money. Look, 27 million. I spent it. <laughs> Uh, man, Tillman, I, I, it's honestly a race between the Bucks and the Rockets to who can be more incompetent mm. for no reason. Just absolutely unnecessary incompetence for both franchises. Uh, but hey, I don't give a fuck. Let the Bucks fail. Like, keep yeah. failing upwards. They've been, uh, they've been poorly run the whole way. They've received accolades for being poorly run the entire time. Uh, and honestly, like, even just like the Drew Holiday deal, like, yeah, sure, that's a lot of picks to give up. Um, but oh, it's fine if you get Giannis. Well, no, it's okay not. if you get Giannis, <laughs> but like, what the hell is that team? Like, you're capped out, and your core is Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, and you have to re sign Drew Holiday still. Like, what, what is that core? And I get it, picks aren't that valuable, but they traded like Bledsoe. Yeah, you trade Bledsoe, you lose him. He was a playoff seed, that's fine. But, like, George Hill was a playoff plus for them. Like, George Hill was a massive plus for that team. They got rid of both their point guards and brought in just Drew Holiday, who, you know, very good player. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, definitely borderline all-star, great defender. I don't think point guard defense was definitely, like, a weakness of theirs. Improving there, sure, it helps in the drop coverage because you have a guy who can maybe trail a little bit better. How long is Brooke Lopez going to hold up? Who knows? How long can you keep paying that coverage? But, like... What the hell? Like, what is what does Drew Holiday bring to your offense that a combination of Bledsoe and Hill weren't kind of doing for you? Like, he shoots the three a little bit better, maybe, barely. I don't know if he's that much of a better three. Yeah, he can kind of run a pick and roll, but like we saw him and AD had trouble having a real two man game go. So, I honestly don't know what the hell they're doing. He's definitely not like a late game scorer. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I I think. That night, when I saw a lot of these reporters saying it was league shattering, and you know that the you know the the whole world of sports had changed because you know they had traded five picks for Drew Holiday, and you know I was looking up some of their clutch numbers from last season. Right, Drew Holiday in crunch time last year, uh, shot thirty four percent, shot um, barely any threes, but only shot twenty six percent from three. Um, only 56% on free throws. We're talking about a very small sample size. You know, crunch time is with plus or minus five points in the last five minutes. But, um, you know, 34, 27, and 56 is definitely not a huge slash line for crunch time. And then I was like, all right, but you know, come on, man. They got Bogdan. I mean, you know, come on, man. Bogdan is doing all this in, in Europe. What did he do for the Kings last year in crunch time? 40% shooting from the field, 25% from three. Uh, never got to the free throw line, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it wasn't even like he and was the, the, thing, the main like, closer for that team. Like we you do know, know. If you're not the main closer for the Kings, you are not the main closer for the Bucks. Like, and like, yo, we get it. Like in, in the Bucks system, everybody's a 50, 40, 90 guy. Oh, so definitely. That's yeah. just like something you're allowed to do because you only play twenty five minutes a game. Mm. Uh, but like now, the Bucks they they decided they're going to condense their lineup with talent that isn't that overwhelming, and in a season where they're going to be playing five games a week. Like, I would love to see how Bud's going to navigate that. I don't know if they have enough talent left on that team. I think one of the biggest things was that, hey, we have Giannis, who's a great talent, and we have Middleton, who's, you know, solid enough. But we have so much, like, our system is so easy to run, and we have enough competent bench pieces that we can blow teams out, blow teams out. I'd love to see how they're going to fill out that team. And then this idea that, oh, all these players are going to want to sign with Milwaukee now. Like, what? 
why? Why would I sign with Milwaukee over Brooklyn or LA or either LA team? Like, why would I sign with Milwaukee over LA, um, LA, Golden State, Brooklyn? Like, it doesn't make sense. Also, if you're going to be in a year where you're going to get your salary escrowed, I don't know if I want to be on a minimum deal and have that being taken out. Let me try to get as much money as I can in a one-year deal. Um, I think it's a kind of a ridiculous statement that they're making. I would love to see how they do it. Um, I definitely think Milwaukee is no longer the best team in the East. Um, I would, I would, I think Philly's probably okay. got a better roster than them. I think okay. Okay. Boston and Miami, just from continuity purposes, are going to be able to rip off more wins than them potentially. I, I think they're like last year, they were definitely the number one. And then there was a tier below. I think they're in the same tier as all the rest of the teams at this point. Hmm. Like they have Giannis. Giannis is incredible. He's probably your number one guy, but every single team at the top of the East seems to be set up to guard Giannis. So, well, I mean, it's also a little bit like the gimmick has kind of come off. And I think part of the, part of what made the Bucks kind of as successful as they were is that they kind of magically made Brooke Lopez into this, brilliant three and D guy who was legitimately making a huge impact defensively. Um, and teams have just kind of solved that. Um, I think the Raptors solved that last year in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the, the heat did that this year. So that's something that's a real major thing because he can only actually play one way and they were getting so much mileage of him playing one way. That's kind of been solved. The Giannis thing has kind of been solved too. It's really just, he needs to expand his skill set. Otherwise it is what it is. So, you know, and the rest of the guys are just whatever. Like, un- unless something tangibly changes, like Chris Middleton comes back with an actual handle, um, or if Giannis comes back with like a consistently reliable any shot, really a mid range shot or a three point shot, anything like that. You know, unless something like that happens, I don't think the Drew Holiday thing necessarily affects them. But I just think ultimately it's just hilarious that they, you know, they went all in, bragged about the Brogdon thing. Or the Bogdan thing screwed them, themselves, and now they've just like it. Literally, if you're Giannis, you're just looking like, yo, you, you can't even get me Bogdan Bogdanovich. And the reason you couldn't get me him is because you had to brag about it and win the new cycle. Like, why are you trying to win the new cycle championship the day after the draft? Like, that's your championship, is you know, <laughs> we, we've gotten these two random guys. Like, it's just, um. That's what I'm saying. They're not. They're not a serious franchise, man. They're, they're not a serious franchise. If Giannis signs that supermax, man, like you know, good for him. Get your money, set your family up. But unless he becomes a drastically better player and suddenly raining threes, I don't know what his path to a title is because they would have to reshape that team significantly, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, based on what their cap situation is. Because I don't think a team of Drew Middleton and Giannis is winning a championship. Yeah, I agree. Well. um, the last thing I got to sign off on is Marcus Gasol has emerged as a free agent target for the Lakers to uh, fill the void left behind by Dwight Howard. Uh, um, honestly, if Mark's ready to move on, like he's definitely uh, as opposed to surge, like he's definitely in the ring chasing phase of his life and his career. Lakers is a great place to chase a ring. And honestly, for the Lakers, if I don't have to play against Marcus Gasol, then that's probably great because he was the only one that was stopping, um, Stopping Anthony Davis. And if you got to yeah. play Jokic again, you're going to need Mark. If you play and beat in the finals, you're going to need Mark. And so, probably the biggest thing is you don't want the sell, uh, you don't want the Clippers to have him. So yeah, uh, I would want Marcus. So I think Brooklyn is a, is a, is a team that instead of surge, they should be looking at Mark. Cause I feel like if anything, they need a defensive big man on that team, regardless of whether hard, but you know, man, come on, man, you, you know, not, the- they don't have it. They don't have defense. But they're they're making a vibes team, so I don't know if Mark is going to be on all vibes. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to say, man. Mark is on no vibes for Mark, man. Mark's just going to be real serious, you know, <laughs> eating his jersey every time he, he misses a three. And but uh, yeah, if Mark does move on, which I think at this one is pretty likely, um, it'll be. Uh, it'll I be will say I, on, I've slowly I have slowly talked myself back into if the Raptors just run it back this year. All right. I mean, I don't, they can I, get to the finals. I think they can do listen, it. I every, think it's there. Like, I Philly's Philly's on, at man. the top of my list right now, just because they have, bro. They just have a roster that makes sense. So I think okay. they're at the top of my list because I do I, believe I in Joel Embiid as a talent. I, I bro, they I, have three point shooters. They didn't have three point shooters. They get a single point guard. They're they're gonna win if they trade Ben Simmons. They they might actually go to the they're finals. They're not gonna trade Embiid's Ben Simmons. One of the best players. That said, that said, I don't think Doc Rivers is that great of a coach. I think he's overrated as hell. I think he's the most mediocre coach there is. Like he does not have a system of any kind. I don't mm. think at no place is like, oh, that's Doc Rivers' identity. He's just like, 
No, he's a, he's a vibes coach for sure. So. Um, yeah, he's a vibes coach. So like, like yo, you bring the Raptors back. You have a season that's super condensed. You bring back a team with a lot of continuity, um, a team that is fairly deep, like has a lot of guys that go in and out and a cohesive system. You're going to win a lot of games, especially if you're playing a lot in the East, especially if you get switched divisions. Like, oh, my God, getting to play like the division where it's just Miami's the only good team in that division. Mm. You're picking up a lot of wins. You're going to be in a good position for the season. And then anything can happen. Again, in the playoffs of the East, it's all matchups. And outs- like um, if the Raptors don't have a big man, then they probably aren't going to be able to get to the finals. But if they bring everybody back or if they just bring back one of Serge and Mark, you could you could talk yourself into a finals run if Pascal just you know returns to normal. Um, pre-pandemic Pascal was a beast. I still believe in it. I think OG is going to have a big year this year. Um, and let's make one more final run for it. Why not? Can I just read you Marcus All's playoff true shooting percentage? Yep. Let's last year. Uh, <laughs> oh, last year's <laughs> forty-six, baby. Um. Yeah, I mean he missed a lot of shots. He was yeah pretty bad offensively. Um, in this playoff run, well, but I, I don't think he's watching either. And also, but legs, and it was just like he—he he definitely had no legs. Um, I don't know. He—he so, he slimmed down. So it's still no didn't rhythm, work man. The guy gets yeah. The guy gets like three shots a game. Like, bro, he could just like, shoot more. Like, what like, was his shot total? The yo, he <laughs> could just shoot more though. Like, the ball came to him many times. He still had touches. He just I'll be fair with Mark. Swing. With Mark, a lot of the time, a lot of the times is like he's like, oh, he could have shot that, but I'm like. I know that Mark knows in his heart that that shot that he's going to shoot is not going. And he's like, I have no legs right now. I'm not because he legitimately took shots yeah. where it looked like he knows it's a brick. Like he let it go. He's like, I don't even have legs. I'm just chucking it up there. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't blame Mark for passing out his shots because I feel like he's gotten to the point where he's like, I'll give it all on defense and on offense. I'm just hoping for somebody to do something. But I mean, look, low key, honestly, Mark had more of an impact statistically than Serge did last year. Serge had more box score production and definitely scored way more points and grabbed more rebounds, stuff like that shot a higher percentage. But uh, honestly, when you look at the starters with Mark versus the starters without uh, or with surge in place of Mark, it was vastly different. And Mark was far superior, at least in the advanced statistics. Honestly, when you look at the eye test, like he was pretty limited. So in a role with the Lakers, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he would play less. He would have more, I would say, yeah, definitely more offensive weapons around him, although I wouldn't say the Lakers are sort of offensive juggernaut. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, that does it for, you know, this podcast uh, for day one of free agency. Asad, thanks for coming on. Thanks for no problem, l- man. L- listening to my uh, my story of being John Horst in grade seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't for, know if the video is going to go up, but Will, but Will is, like, stretching the life out of this pink beanie. <laughs> Like you have no like it is about to snap off his head and fly across the room. Like it's pretty. No, I'm pretty sure it's red. It, it's just it's no, just no, no. stretched out so much that it looks pink. <laughs> no, the video is not going off for this exact reason, I. Right? But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I hate you, bro. I hate you. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Anything you want to plug? Anything before we go? Uh, not much. Uh, the pick and roll with a show that uh, I've been doing with at Nope Name. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on a hiatus a little bit while during the NBA offseason. We are going to be back next Wednesday, uh, okay. most likely at 8 p.m. If the time changes, we'll let you know on Twitter. Basically, it's just an NBA uh, debate-style game show. Uh, we have five topics set. And the only thing is we don't know what side of that topic that we're going to argue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we roll a dice, find out what side we are going to argue, and then just improv from there. So uh, we had Will on for our last episode before hiatus. Uh, that was a great episode. We'll probably post that again. Uh, you know, just arguing, you know, the heart, the things that matter, you know, Kit Kat or uh, Coffee Crisp. Uh, who's who's the better person to have uh, helping you out in a fight? Do you want Alex Caruso or do you want Duncan Robinson? You know, like those are the important NBA topics that we're going to be taking. We do it live on Twitter, uh, a lot of engagement. So check it out if you haven't checked it out before. Uh, we have episodes up on YouTube and on Periscope. Uh, you can check it out at, at Pick and Roll With It uh on twitter or you can just go to either of our pages and we'll be posting pretty heavily so that's on wednesday at 8 p.m there you go looking forward to it man it's a uh, it's really fun being on and it's really fun watching it so uh thanks so Asad for coming on the podcast and yes yeah, if more news with the raptors breaks i'll be back on the podcast so thanks Ron, for listening when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.